1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com mobilecom Afternoon, all. Friday afternoon, July the 4th, Eve, and it is now 6.06. Thank you for being with us today. Do you ever think that the time would come when you would put on a mask Walk into a bank and ask for money? Probably not. No, probably probably not. I'm dare saying here. Oh, uh, this just in. Unemployment application has crossed our desk here. Job title burglar. Reason for layoff. Uh, everybody's home. Well, that would make a lot of sense now, wouldn't it? Good to have you with us this afternoon here at 1063WORD, the Upstate's talk station, and also 1063WORD.com, 101.5 FM in Anderson, and 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens, and Seneca. Thank you, thank you. Our uh, Ingalls Advantage talk line is 1-800-347-1063, one 347 1063 the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line 71307, 713 Zero seven, came across an op-ed in the uh, Boston Globe, and it's worth uh, repeating a portion of it here. The American experiment in democracy is in question more than ever today amid severe political polarization, a White House that flouts the rule of law, blah, 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 and fails to address a pandemic, blah, 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 and ongoing racial injustice. Protesters in 2020, like those across history, are demanding an America that lives up to its ideals of equality and liberty for all. And yet, for many people, it is difficult to have faith in this country's future or in anything at all while we endure the upheaval that is ushered in the new decade. What should we believe in, and should we believe in America? Okay, that was part of that commentary, and I have an answer to that. What should we believe in, and should we believe in America? Well, that depends on who we is, honestly. If we mean you, why should you believe in America now? You never did before. Why should we worry about what you believe in? Why don't you just believe what any parasite believes in, and that is that that, uh, I'm sure the writer of the commentary uh, probably feels that the world owes them a living. Uh, for the record, a couple of college professors uh, tossed that together. Uh, I do still believe in the country, and I do still believe that we have a future. We are a resilient people. We'll get through this, just as we have gotten through everything. And uh, so in a way, I guess we can thank the people at the Boston Globe for their op-ed, Should We Still Believe in America?, it poses a question that shouldn't have to be asked but since it has been i'll answer yes i will and many people i know will whether you should probably not probably not i doubt seriously that there's anything in this country for you to believe in despite your efforts to turn it into something that is much different from what it was intended to be so it uh, depends on your definition i guess of we let me pass along here something that uh, As we approach the 4th of July, during one of the early battles of the American Revolution, the noise is said to have awakened sleeping eagles along a nearby mountain ridge. The eagles then circled the battlefield, shrieking for freedom, said the Patriots. The fact that noise awakens eagles was of sufficient concern. Recently, in suburban Seattle, that a fireworks display was moved so as not to disturb a nest of newly hatched baby eagles. In uh, May of 1782... A Philadelphia man presented a drawing to the Continental Congress, showing an eagle displayed as the symbol of supreme power and authority. Discussion followed in which the eagle wound up with arrows in one talon and an olive branch in the other on uh, June twentieth of seventeen eighty two The Great seal or, or of the United States was adopted, which included that eagle. that national emblem, of course, has stayed pretty much the same ever since, although after World War two the eagle's face. Was turned toward the olive branch instead of the arrows to symbolize our desire for peace first, but with war as an option. We should note that not everybody thought the eagle was a good choice as a national emblem. Consider what one man wrote. The eagle is a bird of bad moral character. He wrote, you may have seen him perched on some dead tree where, too lazy to fish for himself, he watches the labor of the fishing hawk. And when that diligent bird has at length taken a fish, and is taking it to its nest. The eagle pursues the fishing hawk and steals the fish. Besides, goes on the author, the eagle is a rank coward. The little kingbird, no bigger than a sparrow, attacks him boldly and drives the eagle out of the area. The turkey, said this particular writer, is a much more respectable bird of courage and would be a much more proper emblem for the brave and honest of America. Signed, Benjamin Franklin. No kidding. Who knows, if Franklin had had his way, that flagpole might well have a turkey atop it. And each Thanksgiving, we might be sitting down to a fine feast of roast eagle with all the trimmings. It could happen. It could happen. There's something you probably didn't know about our uh, our national uh, emblems and uh, symbols. The American eagle, not universally liked at the time of the uh, the founding. Let's see here. Uh hey, Jimbo, wonder how much quick money we could raise if we put a bounty on some politicians. Well, I'm sure we could uh, probably make some money. Not that we would, of course, because that would be wrong. Turn them out of office. Uh, travel warnings issued by the State Department are often countries where all Americans are at risk from bounty hunters. We paid Taliban to kill Russians. Uh, well, we gave them supplies with which to kill the Russians. We didn't pay them bounties as such. And again, there's a difference between being at risk and someone putting money on your head. Appeasement works just as well with Antifa and liberal Democrats as it does with Somali warlords. Well, appeasement never works. If by work you mean rid yourself of the problem, no, the appeasement never, never works. And the extra is quite correct. Uh, let's see here. There has been oh, oh Roe stands for rules of engagement okay never heard uh, never heard it called Roe certainly heard of rules of engagement okay there's been a bounty on our little helmeted heads for decades like there are on every American citizen's head in every country we may not be fighting in Oh well again I guess we're getting into nitpicking semantics here uh, a bounty is of course a putting putting money on the heads that there are people who want to kill Americans yes absolutely absolutely. Let's see here. Oh, regarding the guy who has the five-gallon jug uh, half full of change, uh, he says, "Okay, maybe not uncirculated, but but not being circulated." Yes, that I would buy, absolutely. All right. Some of the things that we uh, we pass along on this Friday afternoon, as uh, I'll actually be attending a fireworks show and uh, doing a patriotic reading, which is sort of a tradition where I'm at, and. Uh, Uh, It's a a fun thing to do, and it's also a reminder of why, in fact, we have this holiday in the first place. And I can assure you that we will not be cowering in fear, nor will we be head-hung-down shameful about celebrating a great country, the greatest country ever. Perfect country? No, indeed. That we're not. If that's the litmus test of your support and your loyalty, well, then I guess you might as well go look under works of fiction. There's never been such a place, and there never will be. It is a country populated by humans, led by humans, a country that is therefore flawed by humans, but a lot less flawed than just about any place else you can name. So I will be engaging in such activities proudly. All right, because it simply seems like a right thing to do. We'll come back. We'll talk some more on this Friday before the 4th of July. Uh, Usually the 4th of July, of course, falls during the week, and you get an extra day off. I guess a lot of people got today off because they didn't get their 4th off. It's it's a Saturday, so you got that off anyway. Anyhow-somever, thank you for being with us this afternoon at uh, 106.3. W O R D, And, of course, in addition to the usual locations, we're now at 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens and Seneca, at 101.5 FM in Anderson, and everywhere, all over the place, on the Radio.com app. Jimbo for Bobby Mack, and the time now is 6.15. minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com yeah here he is there you are and uh, we of course may uh, interface through means of uh, either the Ingalls Advantage Talk Line, 1-800-347-1063, one 347 1063 And the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line, also available at 71307. 71307. Love to hear from you. Oh, the, the latest thing to be changed here, there is a petition underway online, of course. Change the name of Columbus, Ohio, to Town. Flavortown? Town how about vacuum head town that would be far more fitting far more fitting we're about to celebrate the fourth of july it's a good thing by the way do these words uh, ring a bell so to speak when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for a people to advance from that subordination in which they have hitherto remained doesn't do much okay how about these words We hold these truths to be sacred and undeniable, that all men are created equal and independent, that from that equal creation they derive rights inherent and inalienable, among which are the preservation of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. If those words seem sort of familiar, they are from Thomas Jefferson's rough draft of the Declaration of Independence. Actually, Jefferson wasn't the first choice to write the Declaration. John Adams was, but Adams insisted jefferson do it because first jefferson was a better writer and second because adams admitted he was so obnoxious that if he wrote it congress would just pick it apart as it was congress spent two days tearing apart jefferson's draft throwing out a quarter of his words and leaving jefferson to complain that they had mangled his work that's right the stirring words of the declaration of independence which we day de- today so revere uh, were the uh, words of Thomas Jefferson after they had been uh, edited or as he put it uh, mangled so uh <laughs> i find that fascinating that uh, in fact that was uh, the uh, the view that was put forward by Je- uh, by uh, by tom jefferson uh the words that that were written that uh, in fact wound up being the final version the part that he called mangled We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, and among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and a lot more after that. Wasn't uh, Tom's first choice, but those were the words we got. How did we arrive, by the way, at the date for our independence? The first shots were fired 15 months before, April of 1775, at Lexington and Concord. Jefferson wrote that first draft in June of 1776. Congress voted independence July 2nd, but didn't get around to signing it till August. So July 4th, close enough for government work. So that's uh, that's how we got that. Yeah, t- actually, John Adams wrote a letter to his wife Abigail. My guess is that uh, that the, the collected tweets of uh, Barack and Michelle, or for that matter, uh, of uh, Donald and Melania, probably are not going to be up there with the letters that uh, John Adams and uh, Abigail Adams exchanged. But then again, they they got more into words back then. He wrote a letter that saying that he looked forward to the day when someday, that from coast to coast, of an expanded United States, there will be celebrations with the booming of cannon and the shooting off of fireworks, and we will commemorate forever the date July the second. Well, almost. Almost. Not quite, but uh, almost. Anyway, we hope that you have a bountiful 4th of July. We hope that you have a 4th of July that is safe, that it is secure, and that is appreciative of where we live. It is a 4th of July that, in fact, recognizes that there's a reason why people flock to come to this country, sometimes people who are not invited flock to come to this country. The reason is that it's the best place to be. And if it falls short of perfection, well, isn't that just too bad? Again, perfection is not an attainable situation. Perfection is not a choice that is available. Perfection might make a worthwhile goal, but never a realistic goal. And people who are unable to Provide loyalty to anything short of perfection or their view of what is perfection are people whose loyalty is probably not worth that much in any event. Uh, This country will have my loyalty. It always has, and it always will. And there is a a really big question that we have to ask if, in fact, there becomes uh, in this country a Joe Biden administration. I know that's not an easy thing to contemplate. But it's certainly possible. Altogether now, President Joe Biden. President Biden said today, I I, I want to repeat that simply because I want to drive home the fact that it takes our vigilance to make sure it doesn't happen. But if it it does happen, if there is in fact a president-elect Joe Biden, a lot of people are going to be wondering the point at which he says, if he ever does... Hold on just a minute. We can't go crazy out there. Would he ever say that? I don't think that Joe Biden would be of a mind, honestly, to rip this country apart. I think he's pretty much a uh, standard Santa Claus liberal. When in doubt, throw more money at a problem. Uh, A hemophiliac liberal, he bleeds for all causes. The question is, would he actually at any point actually stand up and say that? Hold on a minute. Hold on there. We can't go crazy out there. Because if he wins, then at some point he either has to say that. Hold on there. We can't go crazy. Either he says that or he acquiesces. And I'm not sure just exactly which he would do. I'm really not sure. I think none of us are sure. I'm not even sure if he knows. Right now, he's too busy worrying about whether he gets elected or not, hoping that he gets elected, hoping that he can somehow stay hunkered in the bunker in his basement and avoid as much in the way of public appearances as possible, somehow surviving the three debates to which he has agreed, although uh, the president had wanted four. And if (laughs) the president could have had 40, he would have been much better off. But that's a real serious question. Again, I don't think it is his natural inclination to tear the country apart. It is his natural inclination to spend a whole lot of tax money. Uh, But, again, is he prepared to stand up and tell the ignorant riffraff, hold on a minute, we can't go crazy out there? I don't know. I hope we don't even have to find out. I hope there is no such thing as a president-elect Joe Biden or a President Joe Biden. But if, in, che- in fact, there is, that's going to be the, the million-dollar question. Will he stand up? Can he stand up? Will he be a puppet? I, I don't know. I honestly don't. You, you look at at what people do and, and what other people vote for. I mean, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Alexandria Ocasio-Brainiac, as I refer to her, this is a person who was surprised to discover that plants grow from dirt, a person who was frightened by the noise of a garbage disposal unit. This is a person who didn't pay her taxes and a person who killed 25,000 jobs for her congressional district. And she wound up winning renomination big time. So her voters have rewarded her behavior. Don't pay your taxes. Kill jobs. We love you to death. Because you're really cute. I mean, I don't know what else you got to say for her, but <laughs> politicians do learn lessons at the ballot box, and so far we're rewarding her kind of behavior. By the way, one other thing I would add about AOC: she has done one thing that has not endeared her to other Democrats. She has begun recruiting Democrats, her liberal, uber-liberal friends. To run against incumbent New York Democrats, who tend to be more of the the uh, uh, your your basic uh, free spending Santa Claus liberal type of Democrats, she's been recruiting people on the far left to run against them. Not surprisingly, New York Democrats are not thrilled about that. Not surprisingly, imagine that. Now this is a census year. When the census data is in, it is pretty obvious that, in fact, New York's going to lose probably two or three House seats. Democrats are in charge of redistricting. And it's already pretty much a foregone conclusion that they will see to it that when they start carving up the seats, that AOC will be left without one. So I hope she enjoys this term in Congress. It could very well be her last. All righty, this is Jimbo for Bobby Mack at 1063 WORD. And more to come on this Friday, July the 3rd. The time now, 629. At 24 before 7 o'clock here at 106.3 WORD. Yes, like, follow, connect, lather, rinse, repeat. Absolutely. We're delighted to have you with us here this afternoon at uh, whatever method you might choose to uh, connect with us. Feel free. The Ingalls Advantage talk line at 1-800-347-1063. 1-800-347-1063. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line, that's 71307. 71307. Uh Texter's here. Uh, let's see. Be safe and stay focused. Buckle up and God bless Trump 2020. Thank you, Texter. Uh, Welcome home, Big Jim. We hope you have a great weekend. Uh thank you for that. Uh Texter says, Hey Jimbo, if you've ever seen the musical 1776, I have, a lot of quotes are in there, including the turkey, Happy Fourth, Lou in Taylor's. Absolutely. By the way, if you've missed this, there are reports. I don't believe these are confirmed yet, but I'll pass it along. Reports that the NFL may be playing Lift Every Voice and Sing before their first week's games this year. That's commonly known as the Black National Anthem. Whether or not they bother to play the other national anthem, I don't know. But I'm sure that if they do, it'll be an afterthought. I won't uh, be finding out, except maybe through a newscast, because I won't be watching. I've uh, had it with the uh, the NFL. I'm not at all concerned about uh, what the NFL wishes to do or uh, what it uh, wishes to provide us with. Uh, not enough would be my answer, not enough to get me to watch. Regarding the 4th of July at uh, 22 minutes now before 7 o'clock, as we proudly observe another 4th of July with the Star-Spangled Banner waving in the breeze, but there are a few things you may not know about our national anthem. Uh, For one, Francis Scott Key was not a prisoner aboard a British warship in Baltimore Harbor, as is often commonly said. Key was uh, sent, actually, as an emissary from President James Madison to negotiate the release of a prisoner. A prominent surgeon captured in earlier fighting near the nation's capital. The British merely said that Key had to stay aboard their warship till after they were through blowing up Fort McHenry, which they uh, never quite managed to do. Also, the flag Key hailed at the twilight's last gleaming did not fly through the perilous night. That's because the Fort McHenry flag was humongous. It required eleven men to hoist it when dry, and it rained all during that battle, all night long. So that flag soaked through, would have weighed over five hundred pounds, and would have snapped the flagpole. Therefore, a smaller flag flew overnight at Fort McHenry, replaced just before morning by the giant flag that Key saw at dawn's early light. Also, Francis Scott Key, while a poet, never wanted his poem to stand alone. He always wanted it to be sung and to the tune that we know today, which, by the way, is an old English drinking song. Did you know that? The tune to the uh, national anthem is an old English drinking song. (laughs) Furthermore, the first printing of Key's poem was not called The Star-Spangled Banner. When he scribbled the lyrics on the back of a letter that morning of September 14, 1814, he didn't give them a title. Newspaper reports called it Defense of Fort McHenry. And it wasn't until November of 1814, when the lyrics were printed by a Baltimore music store, that they were titled The Star-Spangled Banner. The Star-Spangled Banner became a prominent patriotic song, but nothing more Till over a century later, in 1916, when President Wilson signed an executive order proclaiming it the National Anthem. And it wasn't until March 3, 1931, after 40 previous attempts had failed, that Congress finally passed the law officially making the Star-Spangled Banner our National Anthem. So there are people out there who are alive right now who, when they were born, the Star-Spangled Banner was not the National Anthem we didn't have one. Francis Scott Key, by the way, was a uh, a one-hit wonder, sort of like uh, Little Eva with Locomotion, and uh, never had another popular song. You should also know that the Star-Spangled Banner has uh, four verses, five if you count one, written just for the Civil War in uh, World War II during the Battle of the Bulge when English-speaking German troops Wearing American uniforms infiltrated American lines. It became very hard to spot real American G.I.s from the phony German ones. Some American units began to challenge soldiers. They didn't know to sing the second verse of the Star-Spangled Banner. If the soldiers replied, What the bleep are you talking about? The response was, Come on through. You're an American. So (laughs) now you know. Now you know. Other things that you may not know about this uh, particular day uh, the Declaration of Independence was adopted while the Continental Congress met in Philadelphia at the Pennsylvania State House, now known as Independence Hall. Uh, 56 people eventually signed the Declaration of Independence, but only John Hancock actually signed uh, the first time out. The rest added their names later on. The average age of the signers of the Declaration of Independence was 45. The youngest person to sign was Thomas Lynch, Jr., who was 27 when he signed. Benjamin Franklin, at age 70, was uh, the oldest signer. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson were the only signees who went on to become president. Coincidentally, both Jefferson and Adams died on July 4, 1826, exactly 50 years later, within hours of each other. In fact, Adams' last words were, Jefferson still lives, which was incorrect, although he couldn't know it at the time, of course. since They didn't have a 1063 WORD to keep them up to date. Uh, Tom Jefferson actually died a few hours before John Adams did on uh, July the 4th of 1826. Another fact, uh, our fifth president, James Monroe, died on the 55th anniversary of the Declaration, July 4th of 1831. Go figure. Other uh, bits of uh, information about that particular time. Uh, The stars on the original American flag were placed in a circle so that all the colonies would be represented equally. And uh, the first celebration took place in Philadelphia four days after the signing. The White House held its first Independence Day festivities in 1801. Little did you know. And the only copy of the engrossed and signed Declaration of Independence is in the National Archives in the nation's capital. See what you didn't know? Things which you can now take to the water cooler the next time you are, in fact, standing around a water cooler. Goodness knows when that will be but we uh, trust that you will have a, a safe and a happy 4th of July. I hope that it involves something that involves others. A little companionship is a good thing. A little barbecue, maybe. A little backyard patio activity. Maybe uh, a little, uh, oh, of, of the brew that would help you uh, make your way through the 4th. And I hope you have fireworks where you are. Fireworks are a good thing. That uh, takes care of uh, that part of the thing here. We will uh, come back with more in a moment here. But uh, right now, a reminder, it's Jim Bohannon for Bob McLean at 106.3 WORD. Now on 95.1 FM in Clemson, Pickens and Seneca. 101.5 FM in Anderson and everywhere on the Radio.com app. Back with more in just a moment. Afternoon, all. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Much uh, appreciate your, your presence. Please keep them expensive and uh, gift wrapped. Uh, Jimbo for Bobby Mack uh, today. Bobby Mack returns on uh, Monday, the 6th, to offer his usual eclectic collection of the events of the day. It's a good thing he paid his eclectic bill, I do believe. By the way, uh, the uh, uh, president is expected to arrive at Mount Rushmore at about uh, 8.45 our time this evening. They have a program underway that began uh, at uh, 6 there. The fireworks will begin at uh, about uh, 11.30 our time. The White House says that the President will make a memorable address. You should be aware of the fact that what else? That protesters are trying to block the road, Highway 16A or Iron Mountain Road, That uh, goes from uh, Rapid City to uh, Keystone and then on the highway up to uh, Mount Rushmore in uh, South Dakota. Protesters are are blocking the area there. As of about 20 minutes ago, the authorities were declaring the protest an unlawful assembly and the police were demanding protesters vacate the premises or they will be arrested. So we'll see where that goes. But... uh, You can expect more of the same, I suppose, over and over again. Yes, there are uh, backers of the president on the scene. Authorities are keeping those uh, two groups apart from one another. The uh, protesters have lined the streets of the town uh, Keystone, which is a tourist area. There are uh, uh, several Trump store pop-up shops appeared ahead of the president's uh, visit this weekend. And... uh, The anti-Trump rally is to counter the 4th of July weekend celebration with demonstrators only about two miles away from Mount Rushmore. So it will again, as in so many other things this year, it will be a 4th of July unlike any other we have seen. How your 4th of July goes, well, that's up to you. It's within your power to make it as good or not as you so choose. Mine will be traditional. It will be patriotic. I'm fortunate to be in a a community where uh, I've been granted the chance to be a participant with patriotic reading, and uh, I'll be doing that. Uh, This one about the Pledge of Allegiance. Heading over to the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line at 71307. Uh, Hey, Jim, NFL stands for No Fans Left. Well, I think that that may prove to be partially the case. I really do. Is the national anthem, the white national anthem, won't be watching NFL? Uh, no, it's not. It's everybody's national anthem, and I won't be uh, watching either. I, I couldn't even tell you when the season is set to begin, but uh, it is of uh, next to uh, no concern to me. Our weekend activities uh, do include, uh, oh, some traditional things, picnic. There's a uh, a men's club gathering, that, uh, the pancake breakfast. Uh, which we'll uh, probably be attending. There is actually a golf cart parade in our particular community. A golf cart parade. and The golf carts are decorated in red, white, and blue, by the way, even though I'm sure those are, are terrible, horrible, evil colors to some. But uh, we won't be calling it that. We'll be calling it patriotic, and we'll be uh, enjoying that activity. So that's how my fourth is going to be. It's going to be very pleasant, very traditional. Oh, it'll it'll involve uh, elements of safety as well. You know, we're not uh, not suicidal. But, again, uh, as much as is possible, uh, our 4th of July will be traditional. We uh, are aware of all that is going on out there. We are aware of the trouble, the divisions. And, uh, again, that doesn't mean that uh, there's anything wrong with celebrating the 4th in your own special way, which for me is old. It's the way it's always been for me and for my family. One of the great things that I was taught years ago was respect for the 4th and what it stands for. After 9-11, I was among those who uh, pushed hard. In fact, I don't recall doing it with anyone else, but just on my own, on another forum that I have, I pushed hard that we make sure that we... uh, return to some more of the parades that celebrate what this nation stands for. And there was, I believe, a brief resurgence of parades in this country. Alas, parades don't seem to be a major part of uh, a virtual, uh, virtual, uh, a virtual, shall we say, obsessed nation. Uh, incidentally, there is an interesting tradition that goes on in Willimantic, Connecticut. In Willimantic, Connecticut, where some years ago there were cuts in the uh, school budgets and uh, uh, a la uh, Mr. Holland's opus, the movie, they they cut the local band. And so the, they had always had a parade. And so a, a radio station there, one of the stations that carries some of my shows, uh, that radio station uh, began a boombox parade, in which they, they would play at the time of the parade march music over the station. People would march carrying their radios and and everyone would march to the march music from WILI. Well, this year they're not holding a parade, but they're having a virtual parade, and uh, I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. In the meantime, be safe, be careful, and observe. This is a weekend for companionship, a weekend for hot dogs and beer and whatever else. It's also a weekend to remember. There's a very special reason why. We observe the 4th of July. We hope that you observe it in a manner that is safe and respectful. Jimbo for Bobby Mac, you have a wonderful weekend, everybody.